to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. I am your host, Deborah. You might already know that if you've been a regular listener. We are now on episode 14. And today I'm going to be talking about all things scale weight, scale fluctuations, how best to use the scales and why the scales have such a strong hold over us and the emotional attachment you may have to the scales and how the scales might be holding you back from achieving the goal that you are so desperate to achieve and that you want to achieve. So these are some of the areas that I'm going to be covering today. So I've mentioned already about why the scales have such a strong hold over you, how uh, to use the scales in the most accurate way, considering they are not always an accurate measure. Um, other measures of progress, why the scales are holding you back from making progress, and a reminder about not forgetting about all the other good stuff. So let's start right from the beginning. Before I do, I'm going to just take a breath. I feel like I've gone bazoom straight into this episode. So um, just a really quick Uh, breath I'm going to take and just say thank you so much for joining me. If you are a regular listener, um, I really do appreciate um, your time and listening to my podcast. It means the absolute world to me. The reason why I started these podcasts was to help and reach as many women as possible. So it's always really appreciated Um, if you can share my podcast with your friends, however you prefer to share, whether it be on social media, in your WhatsApp groups, um, you can uh, share the link to the podcast. Um, There is a lot of advice um, over all the podcasts. And I know from the feedback I've already received that it is really, really helping lots of women. And that is the sole motivation Um, of my podcast and what I want to achieve. And the reason why I coach is because I want to help women. And these podcasts are another avenue for me to help uh, women and reach as many women as possible. So let's get back to the scales. Let's talk about why the scales may have such a strong hold over you, because no one knows what you weigh. You don't walk around with your scale weight written on your forehead, and yet the number on the scales has such a strong hold over you, and it's what you seem to be focusing on the most. Now, I want to reassure you that you are not alone if this is how you feel. It is not unusual, and I've been there myself, and I know firsthand and can completely understand the emotional attachment that the scales can have over us. And I wanna ask you a question or just to get you thinking for a moment, right? Why is it that we are intelligent women, we have great minds and great brains, and in all other areas of our life, we show uh, thought, logic, and intelligence. And yet when it comes to weight loss, it's like we lose all sense of logic, perspective, and we just lose our brains and intelligence. And 
why why is that because it's just a number on a scale that nobody knows except you and i just wanted to say that to just get you thinking about why the scales such have such a strong hold over you and i'm hoping that by the end of this podcast you will have a much better thought process logic about the scales as a result of listening to this podcast. That's my aim. So what do the scales actually measure? So when we talk about weight, your body weight and weight loss or weight gain, what do the scales actually measure? So the scales measure your total body weight. So in that body weight, it includes your bones, your muscles, your water, your organs, and your body fat. So it's not just measuring body fat, it's measuring all those other components. And so when your body weight fluctuates on the scales, knowing that it measures all those other things and not just body fat, it becomes a lot more understandable about why your body weight might fluctuate. Because Water is a huge component of your body and there are many factors in day-to-day life that can affect your water retention and what you might weigh on the scales. Now, if you, I'm going to come on to this later in the podcast, but I do just want to quickly add in here is if you are weighing yourself once a week, especially if you're weighing in the evening, it is a really inaccurate way to to weigh yourself because there are so many factors that are going to affect your scale weight. And by weighing yourself once a week, especially in the evening, there are so many things that could have happened in your day that are going to affect your scale weight. So it's a really, really inaccurate way. And it's inaccurate anyway, even if you're weighing yourself at the same time every day, and you're weighing daily. Now, these are the factors that can affect your scale weight. If you had a poor night's sleep, right? Your kid was unwell, up all night, you were up with them, you've had poor quality sleep. Perhaps you're going through menopause, your sleep quality has reduced, and you're not sleeping as well as you did previously. Poor quality sleep, lack of sleep, is going to affect your scale weight. If you had a higher carbohydrate meal, perhaps the evening before, you are going to weigh more. Carbohydrates store additional water. It is normal. You will weigh more. If you had more salt in your food than usual, it will um, affect the number on the scale. Your scale weight will fluctuate. If you have a menstrual cycle or other hormonal uh, dysregulation, whatever that might be a result of, you will have hormonal fluctuations. This is normal. If you have been unwell, illness can affect your scale weight fluctuation. If you have had a stressful day, whether that be at work or with life in itself, your scale weight will fluctuate. If you're constipated, or perhaps you just haven't done a number two and your digestion is not, you know, hasn't yet processed, 
it will affect your scale weight. If you weigh yourself at an unusual time or not your regular time, it can, excuse me, affect your scale weight. Being human can affect your scale weight. So you can see from all these things, your scale weight is impacted. And when you understand this, it will hopefully help you to become more logical about the number on the scale, understanding that scale weight fluctuations are perfectly normal and remembering that the scales measure your total body weight and not just body fat. So if your scale weight fluctuates, you know, a couple of pound overnight, when you exercise logic and know that you can't possibly have gained that much body fat overnight, it will help you be able to take a more logical approach to the scales. Now, let me give you a bit of uh, some numbers. To gain a pound in body fat, you need to have eaten three and a half thousand calories above your maintenance. And what maintenance is, maintenance is the amount of calories for you to eat to just stay the same body weight. So it's not being in a calorie deficit to lose weight. It's just you living your life, maintaining your weight. You would have to eat another three and a half thousand calories on top of this. So in total, it might be as many as 5,000 calories, right? Depending on what you weigh and what your maintenance is. It's a lot of calories. And unless you've consumed that, you're not going to have gained fat overnight. And when you understand these numbers, it might help you, hopefully, take a much more logical approach and understanding to why those scales have fluctuated. Because you can't possibly have gained that much, you know, two pound of body fat overnight. That would be 7,000 calories. If you gain a few pounds over a number of weeks, then perhaps, yeah, you are gaining body fat, right? And then if you, weight loss is your goal, you would need to look at the reasons why that might be happening, but it would be happening over time, not overnight. And so it will help you gain more understanding and more logic. Now, let me talk about the best way to use scale weight. The best way for you to use scale weight is to take your scale weight daily. Now, I know that might send you into a spiral of shock, panic, and utter bewilderment as to why you would want to weigh yourself daily. Now, there's a few reasons why weighing yourself daily is a positive thing. And by weighing yourself daily, you will learn that it is perfectly normal for your body weight to fluctuate, whether that be fluctuating up, fluctuating down, you will learn that it's normal. If you experience hormonal fluctuations and you weigh yourself daily and you have some data that you've recorded over a few months, you will see that at a certain specific time in every month, your scale weight may fluctuate and you will know, oh yeah, time of the month or hormonal or whatever the reason might be. And you will be able to express a bit more logic into, oh yeah, this happens to me every month, but it always comes back down again. You will learn that your body weight fluctuates or whatever that reason might 
be, right? I, I just used hormonal as an example. When you weigh yourself daily, the best time to weigh yourself daily is first thing in the morning, go to the toilet, get naked, if not already, get naked, get onto the scales, make sure your scales are in the same place on your bathroom floor or wherever you weigh yourself, make sure they're in the same place and you weigh yourself first thing in the morning before food, naked, having used the toilet. Note your scale weight down. Some of you may have apps or whatever um, activity watches might take your scale weight, but it's data, right? And you're going to weigh yourself daily. What you will see from weighing yourself daily is not only will you learn about your own scale weight fluctuations, which is perfectly normal, and you will learn that. You will also see that your scale weight, if you are in a calorie deficit and you are uh, trying to lose weight, you will see that over time, your scale weight will trend downwards. Now, it won't be linear. Very unlikely it will be linear and it may fluctuate. And if you're looking at the screen, you will see me doing like a zigzag fluctuation, but it's trending down over time and that zigzag line will be going downwards. That is how you will lose weight over time. The other reason why it's a good idea to weigh daily is to actually flip on its head your emotional attachment to the scales. And instead of it having a negative impact on your relationship with the scales, it could actually improve your relationship with the scales. And I see this a lot with my clients, especially if they came from a history of yo-yo dieting or going to the diet clubs where they weigh you once a week, and most often they would go in the evening after work. And when you learn that your scale weight fluctuations are normal, and when you flip your emotional attachment to them on its head by taking control with understanding and logic, you will begin to improve your relationship with them. Now, Learning that fluctuations that happen overnight is not representative of gaining body fat. It will help improve your relationship with the scales. It will improve the way that you respond to the fluctuations in the scales. And I use the word respond as opposed to react. And one of the topics I'm going to be talking about in a moment is about how you respond to the scales is really important in terms of how you continue making progress towards the goal that you want. So hopefully you will now have a better understanding. Now, I do want to caveat what I've just said with, if I have a client who has a very poor relationship with the scales through a lifetime of dieting, and it has really distorted her perception of herself, body image, relationship with food, scale weight, I remove scale weight. And sometimes with clients, if I see <clears throat> negative emotion creeping in and I see those warning signs, 
I will remove scale weight, but I use other measures of progress. And this is the next topic I wanted to talk about is what other measures of progress are you using in addition to just using the scales? Because this is a really big one. Because now that you know that the scales measure your total body weight, and yes, over time, if you're in a calorie deficit and the scales are trending down, it will be representative of your loss in body fat over time. But it is really important to not rely solely on the scales and that you are using other measures of progress. And these other measures of progress are photos. You may have seen transformation photos on social media, on the internet, whatever. Now I'm not, I don't use transformation photos very infrequently if I do, I haven't used them in a very long time. But for measuring client progress, I use them uh, for the majority of my clients, if not all of my clients, because they are an easy way for me to measure visual progress. And I can see body fat loss from uh, photographs. So when I use photos, my clients take full length photos. They're, they're consistent in terms of what they're wearing. So whether it's underwear, swimwear, gym wear, whatever it is, it's always kept the same. We try and stay consistent with the lighting as much as possible and stand in a position that enables me to see their midsection, their front, their side, and their back. And from this, I can measure um, body fat loss through visual progress. Now, it does help having a coach who can look at the photos objectively. It is difficult to be objective about ourselves, but photographs used over time, if you're losing body fat, you will notice a difference in those photos. The other way you can measure progress is through measurements. Taking uh, chest, waist, and hips is a really good idea. Making sure that you use the same measuring points every time for accuracy and consistency. And another really simple measure of progress is how do your clothes fit? Are they feeling, you know, less tight? Are they feeling looser? Can you fit into something that perhaps you've not been able to wear for a while? And another really underestimated measure of progress is how do you feel? How do you feel in yourself? How is your energy? How is your mood? How are you feeling? These are great measures of progress. And we don't have a, a, a graph to measure how you feel, right? Because it's a feeling. But don't underestimate the importance of how you feel. Why the scales are holding you back from making progress. And I talked about just previously how you respond and not react to your scale weight fluctuations is key to you making progress. So taking on board everything I've spoken about so far and trying to gain more logic around the scales and perspective and understanding, more importantly, about the scales. What tends to happen and what I see a lot with the, 
ladies I work with, especially in the beginning, not so much when they've worked for me for a while. But often what happens and what happens to the majority of people, and again, I've been there myself, is you jump on the scales one day and they fluctuated up. And you've been trying your best. You've stuck to all your targets. You've done everything you're supposed to have done. And they fluctuated up. And you think, this isn't working. I'm trying my hardest. It, it, I, it's just, this isn't working. What's the point? And so you quit. And you throw in the towel and you give up. And when you react like this, you are taking yourself further away from the goal that you actually want, right? You're throwing your dummy out the pushchair and you're reacting. Instead of responding to that fluctuation with logic and understanding, knowing that you're a human being and that your scale weight fluctuates for a million different reasons and just noting the data, but getting on with the rest of your day and continuing to do the great work that you've been doing. Those scales will come down. It's science. If you've been doing everything you're supposed to be doing, and if you stuck to all the targets that you're supposed to be doing, and you're in a calorie deficit, those scales will come down. It may not come down straight away, but they will come down. But if you give up, every time they fluctuate up, you are actually setting yourself further away from the goal that you actually want. And when you understand this and when you, when you recognize your behaviors and, re and reaction to scale weight fluctuations and how illogical it is, and hopefully by me saying it out loud to you and you're listening, thinking, flipping out, absolutely. Why do I do that? Why do I give up? You will realize that the best thing you can do is just to respond by just getting on with your day and doing everything that you're supposed to be doing to support your goal. And more importantly, how you feel, because when you give up, and when you quit, it doesn't make you feel good in the long run. Maybe short term, you give up, you, you know, dive into the biscuit tin, you feel great, right? Short term gratification, but long term, you'll be filled with regret. And it's not what you want in order to progress towards your goal. You want to always come from a place of positivity, not regret and shame. So it's about gaining that perspective gaining that understanding, engaging that logical brain as much as you can. And I get why you lose logic. I get it because it's emotional, but learning to detach the emotion from the scales with this understanding and knowledge will help you to respond. And that's what I want for you is that you respond and you don't quit and you don't give up and you still keep continue to make progress towards your goal. Now, the last point I wanted to talk about is not forgetting about the other good stuff. And this is where I feel most people are missing, right? They're missing the good stuff. It's like you're waiting. No, let me backtrack. First of all, you know, when you want to make a cup of tea or you've got bread in the toaster, you're making toast. You know, when you stand there, 
let's just use the kettle boiling because it's an easy example, right? Provided you haven't got a hot tap, right? If you're watching the kettle boiling, if you stand there watching it, do you not find it always takes longer to reach boiling point? Then if you switch the kettle on, go around doing other stuff, meanwhile, and then coming back to the kettle, oh, it's boiled, great, I can make my cup of tea, my coffee, whatever. With weight loss and losing body fat, because that's what weight you want to lose is body fat, if you continue to just focus on that number on the scale and you're watching it, waiting for it to move, it's not going to move, right? And it's, you're not going to make progress by staring at it the same way your kettle's not going to boil any quicker by staring at it. Don't miss the good stuff. While the kettle's boiling, you're doing other stuff. You could have folded the laundry, done other stuff to support you in getting all your chores done, right? When it comes to your fat loss goal, don't miss the good stuff because focusing on your scale weight is not going to get you to your goal any quicker. And the good stuff is where people are missing out. Now, what is the good stuff you're asking? Deborah, get to the bloody point. What is the good stuff? The good stuff, I'm afraid to tell you, is the boring stuff that you already know that you need to do. But most often, and I find this with many women I speak to, and trust me, over the years, I've spoken to a lot of women about fat loss, and I'm working with a lot of women currently, I have a lot of experience. And most people are waiting for some magical solution to tell them how they're going to lose body fat, right? Whether it's a quick fix fad diet, pill, potion, tea, you name it, I've heard it, and maybe you've tried it, right? But what you're missing, what you're skipping, the part you're skipping is that boring, consistent stuff that's not groundbreaking, that you already know, but you think doesn't matter because it's just tell me, you want to be told something new. And I'm here to tell you that there's nothing new. There's no groundbreaking magical solution. You do have to eat in a calorie deficit. You do have to be prepared to make compromise and make healthier choices with your nutrition, right? consistently. You do have to increase your steps. You do have to implement exercise for your health, right? It's for your health. You do need to move more and be more active. And you do need to do these things consistently every day. Now, I want you to view these things, the good, what I call the good stuff, because they are good. They are what is responsible for you feeling good. And if you feel good, you will keep repeating them. And as a result, the number on the scale will lower and you will lose body fat as a byproduct of doing these boring, consistent things. These are your things, are your actions. You, they will make you feel good. And feeling good is all what it's about. And if you feel good, you will lose body fat. But if you just approach scale weight and body fat loss as a punishment, as coming from a negative place, you will never get success over the long term. You might get success in the short term, but you probably won't be able to maintain it because you have to build the habits and the behaviors 
to maintain the results that you got, right? So for example, if you, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but stay with me. If you go and have, um, you take your car in to be valeted, right? And they clean it inside and out and it's just shiny. It's like new. And you say to yourself, oh my God, I'm going to try and keep my car this clean. If you haven't built the behaviors to keep your car clean, i.e. you tell your kids, don't drop your crisp packets on the floor or here's a, you're going to put a bin in your car, right? Kids put the stuff in the been in the car or you're the one leaving the papers in the car or you're not emptying your car or you're not hoovering it on a regular basis if you're not doing the things you need to do to keep your car clean it's not going to magically keep clean yet you can have it valeted and magically it's clean but if you want to be responsible for keeping it clean you've got to have the habits and behaviors in place regularly to keep it clean right and in order for you to do the good stuff and to get the results you want. You have to build the habits and behaviors to support that and maintain it. And it's that good stuff, this good stuff that's gonna make you feel good, that's going to lead to the scales lowering. Um, a very quick note um, on if you have in your gym or somewhere that you have access to, or you might have your own, the body fat impedance scales where you stand on it and it measures your body fat, please know it is not an accurate measure of body fat loss. It measures through uh, electrical current, through water, and you only have to drink a glass of water to change the results um, or be dehydrated to change the results of those that body fat measurement. And you don't need a scales to tell you whether you need to lose body fat or not. You, you'll tend to know that by how you feel. Um, so please don't waste your time using them. Remember all the points I've given you in this podcast. And if you take anything away, I really hope that you've gained more knowledge and understanding how best to use the scales, why they fluctuate, how to respond and not missing the good stuff about how you feel. Remember to focus on your actions, doing the things that make you feel good and the scales will reduce as a byproduct of doing all these things that make you feel good. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me if you're still here at the end. I've gone off on a tangent, but I feel very passionate about helping and supporting women to feel good and get the results that they want. If you feel that you would benefit from coaching, please reach out to me. Um, I have limited space left on my one-to-one -one coaching, but reach out please send me a message. And if you don't know what to say, just send me one word health and I will respond. Um, in the show notes are all my contact details. Please do get in touch. Please share me with your friends, like my, follow me on social media. And I love to hear from you. So please uh, leave me a review. Um, and send me a message. Let me know if I have managed, if I have helped you in any way at all. And if you have any questions or you would like any help at all, you don't have to be a client to message me to ask me a question. I welcome questions and I love helping. So I look forward to hearing from you. Mm -hmm.